All right, y'all, this is Lean here, and I'm with a very, very special guest of mine. In fact, somebody I've known uh, for over a little over 20 years now. Um, been a very significant part of my life, and in fact, we share a bloodline. Today, my friends, I bring you Sharif Nayat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's good, America and Saudi Arabia? This is Sharif Binyat. I'm here with my older sister, Helene. We're about to get into it. Today's topic, how small is Ben Shapiro's dick? Helene, what do you think? I'm going with two inches. A, uh, a high of two inches of dick size for Ben Shapiro. Uh, Sharif, what about you? I'm going one inch. <laughs> ben Shapiro has a one inch dick. That's all I got to say. I really, you know, wanted to, when I was thinking about creating this podcast, I wanted it to be somewhat family friendly, you know, somewhat of professionalism. But uh, I can tell, you know, we're not going to have that. So I'll definitely put out a disclaimer ahead of time. Um, You know, explicit, uh, explicit dialogue ahead. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's all bullshit. Professionalism, you know, that's not my thing, man. I'm all about free spirit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Don't interrupt me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all tell us this is going to be a rough, rough episode to record. She's talking like people are listening right now. It's just me and her in a room, okay? <laughs> she want to keep interrupting me. It's going to be a short episode. Anyways, what I was saying was uh, Ben Shapiro sucks. Why does he have his own Snapchat thing? And to be honest, I don't even want to dedicate a lot of time or energy um, to this, he sh- who should not be. So it is only about hate. We are only... <laughs> that is the opposite. Please stop spewing this, these lies, this fake news. This is a all-love, community-based podcast. But, Sharif, welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I just drank a latte, so I kind of feel like I just did a bump. Oh, <laughs> not that we condone the use of drugs. Just to make it clear, I've never done cocaine. This is what I imagine it would be like, though. No, I think it'd be helpful but to I'm give some hard. people I'm context. <laughs> I'm so, I think it would just be good to give people some context of um, who you are. Um, so, Sharif, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Sharif Binyat. This was my older sister, Lean. You know what I'm saying? I'm a young Syrian Palestinian American entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, but I'm really, you know, I belong to Earth. I take no claim to any land. You feel me? Oh my um, God, bro. <laughs> I'm really, you know, trying to get popping in this music industry. You know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to be a next exec. I'm not trying to be the next shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I appreciate Lean having me on here. We're going to get into it. I'm excited to talk more about all the shit we hate about white people and, you know, the food they make on holidays. So, Lean. Sounds great. Thank you, Sharif. Um, I also think one thing, you know, we didn't highlight yet is that you are actually a college student, a junior, uh, just for finish your first semester at UW-Madison. How's that been going for you? You know, pretty good. I think college is a huge fucking waste of money. You know what I'm saying? Get out there and get your hands dirty with whatever you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I think we all saw that one story of that dude who was like a doctor and like finessed all these people and he had no fucking license. Like, that's the American dream. And yeah. 
and I believe he's in he's in prison um, or what, sometime in jail, um, which we will not get into the prison industrial complex right now. Um, catch me on Os Politics, where we would likely discuss a topic like that. Um, and you, so you said you're a junior at uh, UW-Madison. Did you um, tell us what your major is yet? Yeah, I'm majoring in political science. You know what I'm saying? So I know exactly how they're finessing us, why, and how we ain't doing shit about it. So if you're trying to start a revolution, <laughs> let's get something going. You know what I mean? We are the people to talk to. We're, we're ready for the people's revolution, 100%. Um, so Sharif, you know, I the goal of this podcast is really to highlight, um, you know, things that I think the people that I know are doing that are really cool, um, really inspire people by, you know, the passion that you have for the work that you do, you know, what you're really going for in life, what your purpose is. Um, And, you know, ultimately, just want to really encourage the community to support um, the initiatives and the efforts that you have. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, your interest in the music industry and where that really started, actually. Yeah, man. So, you know, I would like to give credit to this girl right here for getting me into music. I was pretty lame with that shit until like like high school, damn near. She put me on. You know what I mean? I got all these Spotify playlists, started checking shit out. Um, and music to me was like the first real passion I ever had. You know what I'm saying? So throughout high school, I was getting more into it, getting really into rap. You know, I tried to rap a little bit. It was trash. <laughs> tried to make beats. Man, they were worse. Um, and then it kind of, as I got into college, I was like, you know what? I want to just be in this industry and do what I can, even if it's not totally creative. So now, you know what I'm saying? I initially wanted to do some sort of entertainment law, but now I'm like, fuck it. I'm trying to be as hands-on as possible, thinking of, you know, playing some sort of managerial, you know, creative A&R role sometime in the future. And right now, you know, I'm really working on manifesting that. I love it. And I've definitely gotten to see firsthand um, some of your efforts around that. And I'm curious, you know, what, when you you first started exploring this side of the music industry. So as you mentioned, you kind of dabbled in the artistry side, wasn't really your thing. And now you're looking at kind of the management, promotion, distribution part of the music industry. Um, who do you look at as your role models or, um, you know, inspiration in that career path? Yeah, you know, I, I like to pride myself on being a student of this shit. I spend a lot of time, you know, reading about people who are successful in this industry, how they got to where they are. And how they maintain that success. Um, you know, I think Scooter Braun, he might be an asshole and he might not pay his artists. But, you know, he's done some dope shit. He's a boss. Rick Rubin, very dope man. You know, he doesn't really do that much. But he contributes so much to the creative process in a meaningful way. Um, you know, A&R wise, I really like Sycamore. That's the dude who works closely with Travis. He works closely with YG. He's done some shit with Dirk. Um and then my boy Brocky Marciano, this dude is dope. Uh, he's also a big A&R. He's done a lot of shit with Kendrick. He's helping baby Keem pop off. Uh, and yeah, these are dudes, you know, I watch their moves and I try to, you know, follow suit, see what I can do and kind of build from there. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, clearly, one thing Sharif does not lack is confidence. Um, you've been clearly um, quite confident about kind of your purpose and what you really want to do, which is awesome, because that's definitely something I think I struggled with um, throughout college and even after college, just trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. Although we've talked a lot about how that's uh, very much so a lifelong process. Um, so what, you know, 
like, what does that look like? Like, what does actually pursuing that dream of yours look like in your day to day, especially right now as, you know, still being a college student, you know, having to take your exams and finals and all that fun stuff? Yeah, you know, it is. It's stressful, man. I won't be I won't be uh, I won't lie to you. It is stressful. There's an anxiety to it because I know exactly what I want to do. I know I want to be. And I'm at a point where I kind of know the steps I want to take to get there. So every day it's me thinking, okay, you know, what am I going to do today? And what am I going to do tomorrow to help me make those leaps and make those jumps? So, you know, this is a, to me, a super competitive industry and it's not something you can just get into easily and stay in easily. So for me, it's just constantly trying to take in as much as I can, get as much experience as as many areas as I can and kind of take it day by day, play the long game and just see where I can get, um, take those failures as lessons and just move from there. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I really, really love that. Um, and I'm kind of curious, like what genre of music are you most interested in working with? Or are you kind of like genreless? Like you don't, you know, if you just vibe with an artist and really love their music, it's somebody you're going to rock with. Or do you kind of have like a specific niche that you're sticking to? Or what's that kind of look like? Yeah, I think, you know, especially you think about A&Rs, right? These are people who are the scouts. They find those artists. So they really need to have that refined ear. They need to know what makes certain music great. And while I love hip hop, I kind of have gotten to a point where I recognize I don't really have my finger on the pulse of it as it grows and develops. I get into the new shit, but I still, I don't follow as closely as a lot of my homies do. So for me, I really see my strength uh, and taste, and I really see my passion in sort of like R&B. I feel like I've always really had a really close grip on what's hot with R&B, who's doing what, why their music is dope, and so I can see that being kind of my niche. And also, I fuck with that shit, man. You know, I'm a player. You know what I'm oh saying? Like, yes, yeah, Sharif is a, a self-proclaimed ladies' man, <laughs> although he is uh, recently off the market. I apologize. Um, <laughs> um, and so I totally, you know, I think it's um, no lie that I am a huge R&B fan. That's probably the genre I listen to the most. Um, and so, like, who are some of the artists that, like, your top R&B artists right now? Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll list some new cats just to oh, okay. keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Put the people on, baby. Put the people on. You know, I really fuck with that, that Giveon shit. Oh, you know, yes. that is the album I've been playing nonstop. You know, I really slept on Giveon, yeah. which is sad. I heard um, Chicago Freestyle. Um, which I freaking loved, love, love, love is, I mean, he made that song. Like he truly made that song. And I peep, you know, I think when that first came out, I was like, who is this guy? I have to hear him. And I like peeps his album once and I didn't like it. And I didn't go back to it. I think I saved like one song off of it. And obviously, you know, the Spotify year raps came out and a lot of people I knew were listening to Giveon, and I was like, all right, let me go back through and man, I'm a fan. I am a motherfucking fan. I have that EP, the album, all that yeah. saved on my library. I'm, I love, I'm really, really into him. Hell yeah, man. I mean, this dude has some really crazy talent. He really expresses a lot of cool shit with his music. It has a really refined quality to it. I like him a lot. Um, to shout out Chicago, keep it in the Midwest. I really like Serena Isomia. She... She is very talented, makes some really cool music. I wouldn't even call it R&B. It's almost just like some pop type shit. Um, she's really talented. 
I really love the Omar Apollo album that dropped a little bit ago. I don't know if you could classify that as, you know, very classic R&B either. It's also kind of pop. Um, And, you know, just to say some of my favorites, you know, I love Brent Fiaz. I think that hedonistic shit is fire. You listen to that music and you think you the shit. You know what I'm saying? So I like him a lot, too. But, um, yeah, man, that's kind of my list right there. I love that. I love that. I think, like, I'm trying to think who my top R&B. I love Summer Walker. I've been a Summer Walker fan since day one. Um, And, you know, I her as a... You know, I'm not even gonna get into that. I love her as an artist. Let me just keep it that way. Um, huge, huge fan. I'm trying. I gotta pull up my my library here. Like, who do I listen to on the Spotify's? Hmm. Are you serious? Oh, shout out Amber Olivier. I've been a fan of hers since like forever. Brent Fias. I know you're a huge Brent Fias fan. I'm surprised he wasn't in your top. I did. I did say that. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't listening. My bad. My freaking bad. Um, uh, SZA, would you count SZA as R&B? Yeah, yeah. Love SZA. Who doesn't? Georgia. I'm a big fan of. Um, I like damn. that Tiana album. Oh, love Tiana Taylor. You know, you liked that album more than I did, but I still really, really liked it. Um, I don't know. We could throw it back. I mean, I love Mary J. Blige. Shout out to AC the Ruler. He's the one who really put me on. Shout out Aaliyah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I know you've been listening to a lot R. of Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yes, absolutely. Um, but cool. I really, I really, really am excited about, you know, learning more and seeing how you evolve um, in this industry. Um, but I'm really curious, too, like, you know, you mentioned people that you inspire you, um, but do you think like, or you know, what, let me backtrack. I'm gonna have to cut some of this because I'm losing my train of thought. Um, so, like, what are some of the? So, you mentioned you know you're really kind of doing your research, building the groundwork. Are there any projects that you've worked on so far, or artists that you've kind of had your eye on that you want to collaborate with or have mm-hmm. collaborated with in some respect? Yeah, you know, I just worked on Lean's boyfriend's album. <laughs> Shout out AC the Ruler. Did a little promo for that, set up a little website, helped him with some shit. Um, I'm working with one of my homies, homie, named Steven Cha, also very talented, helping him kind of refine his sound. Um, And, you know, another thing is that there's a lot of really talented artists in Madison. You know, there's more of a community than I thought, and there's more of a talented community than I thought. So one artist, you know, that I've been really... um, Getting into who's actually friends with Serena and so many other artists I mentioned earlier is Derek G. He has really cool sounds. Um, it's a lot of kind of alternative guitar stuff. Love to work with him. Um, but yeah, I'm also just kind of trying to get in with some producers. I feel like working closely with them is really advantageous because in working with a producer, you work with a lot more artists, right? Because they're. Yeah, and you know, a lot of successful uh, people in this industry have started off that way. They just worked with the producers, and that drew in artists that they would later develop relationships with and do shit with. Um, but I'd say the biggest project I'm working on right now is working on building this management company, trying to build a nice team of people who want to do you know business work in terms of writing contracts mm-hmm. and negotiating with promoters, stuff like that. Uh, people who want to do marketing stuff on promoting music and selling shit. And people who want to manage and kind of just be that artist, um, that artist guy, that artist girl, and help them refine their sound and help them kind of build their brands as well. 
So that's probably the main focus of what I'm doing right now. And, you know, we're in the early stages of that. But I got some time with no no school right now. So hopefully we can make some gains. I love that. And, yeah, I know um, you did some promo work for the boy, AC the Ruler. Um, and he's got a deluxe coming out. I'm guessing that uh, this episode will probably come out after that's dropped. But if you haven't yet, From Milwaukee with Love on all streaming platforms, AC the Ruler. And you mentioned another artist. Does he have anything on streaming platforms yet? Um, yeah, if you want to check out Stephen Cha, very talented uh, artist, also from Chicago. He has two songs out right now. One of them is called Ruthless. I would give that a spin. And another one called Where Have You Been? They're both pretty cool songs. A little bit of, a little bit of pop, rap type shit. I would definitely recommend those for you. Can you uh, name a single or two off uh, from Milwaukee with Love that you want people to hear? Yeah, man. I really like A Milwaukee Night. I feel like that represents the album and kind of the concept behind it. Um, that one's good. What else? I really like The Feels. That was one that I really wanted to push hard because I felt like there was a lot of potential with that song. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of the records on there are pretty good. So I'd recommend giving it a whole whole listen and pick your favorites from there. Yeah, definitely listen to the Deluxe. Um, there's some really, really awesome stuff that's being added to that. Um, so obviously, like, you haven't been doing this for super long. I think you've really started taking it seriously in the last year or so, or when you really started your internship um, with a smaller label. Um but I'm curious, like in the time, in the time, I mean, you've been, but you've been doing this music stuff since high school. So I'm just curious, like, what is like one thing you wish you had known when you first started, like really diving into the music industry and wanting to pursue this as like a career path? Yeah, you know, that's a tough question because I still feel like I'm diving in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I haven't really made any huge progress or huge success. Um, but I, but yeah, uh, still with that being said, I have, you know, had a pretty productive year and I'd say some lessons I have learned is to really work with people you believe in, you know what I mean? And especially with something like music where like, no matter how good of a manager or marketer you are, if the music isn't there, your job is going to be hard. Um, you know, one thing Jimmy Iovine said is like, I place my bets on the artist's work, not my work. So I think one lesson that I really learned is this game isn't about picking up as many gigs you can with as many artists you can and really trying to make shit happen. It's about finding people you really believe in and finding people you really want to work with and people whose music you are really passionate about and, you know, helping them manifest whatever they're chasing instead of trying to just build a resume or instead of trying to just get experience that you think will be helpful and work with artists you might not be totally, you know, down for type shit. Yeah. And one thing I'm really curious about, like, I think, you know, listening to other podcasts talk about the music industry and, uh, you know, obviously I am dating an artist. I have a lot of friends who are artists and some proximity to the to the music industry worlds. And it just sounds like a pretty tough industry to be in. Um, you know, you don't make money off your streams, your labels may, you know, kind of squander your creative process or, you know, kind of hold you to these deadlines or promos and things that you, you're not necessarily um, vibing with and there's just a lot of negativity that I've heard in the music industry and I'm curious like what are you doing to change that I'm really glad you brought that up it's a great <laughs> question because I think you know we're in a position in in the development of this industry where that is a really pressing question you know artists they don't need labels as much as they used to and for that reason they're not going to be exploited as much as they used to so for me, as I'm trying to enter this industry in this stage of its development and this sort of like revolution, I'm really prioritizing building something 
that is fair to the artist and that is like as unexploitative as possible. So to me, you know, trying to be a manager or trying to be an A&R or even trying to build this small record label, I think transparency is really important. You know, letting the artists know exactly what you're doing, what you need from them and that sort of thing. Um, I also think, you know, building partnerships, you know, the days of the label running the show are like long over. So I think now it's like really recognizing that you are providing a service to someone and your efforts are almost like secondary to theirs because the music is the foundation of this business, right? So for me, it's just really like, okay, I really need to figure out how I can provide for them in a way that makes sense for them, that is useful for them, and that isn't taking advantage of them in a way um, that a lot of record labels are. I love that. And I think that's really the... For me, when you first kind of explained your vision and your ideas, that was a huge selling point. Um, I think just like coming at it from the artist's perspective and wanting to uplift. And I guess that kind of is a good segue into my next question. Um, A huge part of this podcast for me is really finding ways that we as you know, different professionals or different people um, across all fields, across all careers, across all interests and passions can put our passions uh, to good and to really have this overall um, motive of uplifting and empowering our communities and whatever your community might be. And I'm curious, how do you, how does, you know, either your goals and dreams in the music industry do that? Or like, what do you really see as your contribution to the community? Yeah, that's that's another good question. You know, that's a tough question. Um, I think I'm coming in from a standpoint of I'm just trying to do as much as I can and do whatever I can to help these people in a real, genuine and positive way. So like I said before, with, you know, avoiding the exploitation and avoiding the, you know, the under the table bullshit and avoiding all of that. I feel like my service to the community is just providing artists what they need to realize their dreams and what they need to develop their music, um, their brand, and that sort of thing. Instead of coming in and being like, okay, you know, I'm worried about me, my career, my pockets, and my business. Um, like, I kind of anchor my success and I kind of anchor my efforts towards just helping an artist as much as possible so they can achieve all the success and all of, you know, the goals and visions they have um, as much as possible. I love that. I really appreciate that. Um, and I think, you know, to your attend, you know, the artists that you've worked with, um, you know, have represented a lot of diversity in terms of personal identity, the music that they make, where they come from, um, you know, what their goal is, what they're, what they're trying to evoke with their music. Um, and I think all of that is incredibly important and valuable. Uh, but I'm curious, like, do you, is there anything like you're studying political science and so clearly there's some interest there or maybe you just picked that shit at random. I don't really know how you came to that, um, <laughs> to that, uh, major, but is there like any interest in pursuing, um, politics in any respect or just kind of public service, that type of a thing? Or are you really kind of just that set on music? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a hell no for me, man. <laughs> I, I study that shit out of, out of interests and you know I really value the information I take from political science courses and it's just cool to me um, at first you know when I first picked up the major it was just because I really fucked with it and I thought I wanted to pursue you know um, a path towards law school and obviously that's a good major to have um, but I'm on a point now where it's like okay I recognize that the career I want is all I want 
and it doesn't really require well it certainly could in my um opinion i don't think for me personally it requires me to focus my education towards um you know certain things that would be beneficial to the career i'm pursuing so i kind of take on political science as something i am really interested in i really like having that information and that knowledge but like i said it's just out of pure you know um liking to the to the content instead of kind of wanting to make something out of it for myself well, I think you bring up a really good point that we put so much emphasis on undergraduate majors. And I know, like, especially after I graduated, I realized how little my major actually mattered, especially, um, you know, just and nobody really cared that much, um, especially in the nonprofit sector. But we put so, it feels like sometimes we put so much weight on our undergrad majors and it really doesn't matter. Um, but I do think you bring up a really good point that it, it's you know, politics, as much as, you know, we can hate it and not like it, it has a direct effect on our everyday lives. And if you give a fuck about marginalized communities or are part of a marginalized community, um, then you really give a fuck about politics because, or should, because those are the groups of people that are getting fucked time and time again by public policy. Um, And I guess like, I don't know. For me, I could go on rants about so many different social issues. And it, this could be related to the music industry or not. But is there kind of one social issue that you find yourself like really passionate or aggravated about something that you feel like is, you know, we talked about a revolution earlier. We talked about um, higher education being a scam. Like, is there something that kind of just like you, just doesn't leave your mind that you're always thinking about? Like, how can we fix this? I know that's a very, very loaded question at the same time. So no need to provide too elaborate of an answer if you don't want to. You know, I don't think I could pinpoint it, to be honest with you. Um, One thing I do see as kind of like uh, a root of a lot of issues we have across across the, the whole shit is just this capitalist, you know, consumer society that we have built Um, And I feel like so much oppression has come out of that. You know what I mean? Like the slave trade was justified based on the fact that it was really economically efficient, right? And then from the slave trade came, you know, all these ideas about racial hierarchy and all this bullshit. So for me, something that, like you said, never really leaves my mind is like, damn, I'm really not about this consumerist, you know, capitalist lifestyle that is so dominating in America and frankly the world. And while, you know, you could pin that as some socialist or, like, communist bullshit, I'm not saying, you know, there is a better alternative. I'm not saying, you know, um, capitalism is totally wrong, but I just see a lot of evil coming out of it. And I feel like if we really want to address a lot of the issues, you know, that are ailing our our people, we need to figure out a a more sustainable way um, to kind of live our lives and kind of operate governments and economies and that sort of thing. 